Mary Richards. Lizzie Lassiter. It is a delight to be with you again. We have a big announcement for everyone. We are starting a podcast. Yes, we are. We don't really know much more than that, but we wanted to bring everyone along for the process. It's going to be called somatic self-care. And I keep saying that somatic self-care is about integrating my energetic and my physical bodies. How would you define that phrase, Mary? I would say that I agree with you, but in order to get to a place of integration, I think we first need to come to a state of recognition. And so the way I think of somatic self-care is recognizing what's alive in me right here, right now. So paying attention to the present moment and using the sensations, the feelings of the body to root me in that attention and awareness. That's so interesting. So do you draw a distinction between your mindful meditation practices and your physical yoga asana practices? Hmm. In a way I do. Uh, they're both, of course, mindfulness-based meditation practice. As you know, I practice uh, sitting meditation every day. And that is to sort of get my head right, if you will, for the day. I do that in the morning. Asana, I use to process the residue of my actions in my body. So it's still meditative, but my, my tools are different. I'm using the asana as an exploration of how well I'm moving in my life, whether that's physically or emotionally. So I think I, I use them in different ways, though I'd like to believe the effects are similar. So we work together on this course, which some of you know, called Experiential Anatomy. Such a delight to work with you, Mary, on that project. And I remember, for example, like one of the myths that you and mom were constantly bucking up against kind of a yoga myth that is pervasive uh, is about tucking the tailbone um, in, in sort of many, many, many different poses and different relationships to gravity that in terms of anatomical reality don't really make sense. Yes. We need to tuck our tailbone sometimes when we're doing forward bends, for example, but we don't need to. And in fact, what I've learned from you is that it's, it's injurious to my body to try to tuck my tailbone when I'm doing, for example, a backbend. Mm -hmm. So using that as an analogy, what do you see in the realm of somatic self-care? Um, what are some of the myths or some of the things that you're hoping this podcast, this series of conversations with you and with guests that we're going to bring on, what are some of the myths you're hoping we'll be able to dispel? 
that there's a differentiation between mind and body and that you can have a physical situation, an ailment, an injury, you know, an illness, and it exists in the body and not the mind, or that you can have some disruption in your, you know, psycho-emotional state and it's confined to your mind and not your, and doesn't affect your body. So I have this belief that we are far more porous across these intellectual constructs of division than they lend belief to, you know, I mean, how many times have you heard someone say, Oh, it's all in my head. Well, yeah, but it's in your head for a reason. And how is that playing into your body and vice versa? So I'd like to really, I guess, make friends with the term psychosomatic. Oh, I love the word porous in this context. So in terms of where you're coming from as a practitioner, maybe you could rattle off a list for us uh, of whatever jumps to mind. What are your personal uh, somatic self-care practices that you'll do in a given week? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It takes, listen, it takes a lot of work because I'm held together with chewing gum and duct tape, you know? And that's actually where a lot of this work arose for me because, you know, I was an NCAA athlete. I've been um, really hard on my body and I've had a lot of injuries. And and I found that for me, healing, while it may have come from a surgical intervention, in some cases, the true healing took place in my relationship, my relationships within myself. So I do a lot of daily work on those relationships. I practice asana active asana honestly seven days a week because uh motion is lotion (laughs) you know if I want to move I need to move in order to do that you know so I certainly rely on active asana but I also practice restorative yoga every day pranayama every day and a couple times a week I'll do I rest yoga nidra and then my big thing as well is, you know, I have a living treadmill in the form of my Doberman. I don't have a Doberman. I have a Doberman. Kira and I walk and walk and walk every day. Yeah, walking as self-care. I love, I love that. In terms of trauma, which we're hoping to get into conversationally, with this podcast talking about trauma living in the body, definitely working with Bessel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score. When you think about trauma living in the body from your own experience, from uh, clients you've worked with and and from all the science that you've studied, uh, can you tell us a thing or two that is maybe an, an interesting sort of idea about the relationship between the physical body and trauma? Oh, wow. So this is, this is really, this really kind of gets to the core of things for me, Lizzie, because um, I've struggled with depression since I was 12 years old and I'm 52 now. And so 
you know, this has been a decades long uh, dynamic for me. And it really wasn't until I started connecting the emotions and thoughts in my head with the feelings and sensations in my body that I really began making headway, if you will, and body way in unwinding the the tangled wiring from trauma that from to relieve physical pain to relieve psycho-emotional pain it really wasn't until I brought my whole self into the healing space that I felt agency and optimism so I think this is something that's very important because it's very, it's very normal. It's a normal response, especially in the context of trauma to disassociate. And when we disassociate from our bodies in particular, though we can certainly disassociate from emotions and thoughts, well, we're, we're leaving parts of ourselves out. And I really, I'm at a place in life where I want to be as welcoming to myself as possible for me, because the more welcoming I am to all of myself, the more welcoming I can be to others. And I like living in a world where everybody's welcome. Mm. Something mama said recently is that, transformation doesn't happen by going somewhere else or trying to be different. Transformation happens when we accept, befriend, become more of who we actually are. Yeah. Yes. And in fact, I would, I would maybe take that a degree further and circle us back to talking about integration. That's what I think is happening is, so I say we need recognition first. We need to know, you know, the how and what of our present moment, because that is the space where we can affect which way we're going to go. Are we going to go in the reactivity autopilot uh, end of the spectrum? Or are we going to move toward the responsive, uh, more relaxed, relaxed in that we take more time to decide what we're going to do approach. And that's where integration lies. And I think in so many ways, that's what I think of when I think in terms of transformation is Transformation is uh, not so much a change, if you will, as it is uh, coming home to our birthright, which is ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right. As we move towards closing this first pre-conversation, what are you excited about? I mean, I'm so excited in this to begin embark on this next collaboration with you. 
what are you excited about for this podcast? And feel free, I would totally appreciate if you drop in some <laughs> nerd hashtags of like the topics and, and the science conversations. What are you interested in bringing forward for people? Oh, I really am, for lack of a better term, obsessed with neuroceptivity, with neuro, with, you know, perceptions of safety and agency and autonomy. And what I am most excited about in my own practice and in my teaching right now is creating conditions with people where they perceive safety and recognize that that safety comes from within that we can actually feel safe based on our own somatosensory attention and caregiving. Okay. I'm just honored to be along for the ride. I'm excited once again to be student number one. We're going to invite on guests who Mary suggests, and they're going to have a bit of a nerd conversation, hopefully get into some of the science, get into some of the inner workings of the somatic self-care. I definitely want to encourage Mary and our guests to offer practical, practical, doable tools uh, that we can actually implement in our everyday lives. Um, I'm interested in demystifying, moving away from the esoteric, moving really into the like, okay, here, take these five deep breaths. And this is how, and this is what, and this is, this is what's happening in your, in your neurology or in your somatic experience when we do this. So I want to just invite Mary now, let people know where they can find you on the internet. Okay, you can find me at yogawithmaryrichards.com. Um, you know, that's my website. And you can find me on Instagram, same thing, yoga with Mary Richards. And, you know, you'll see pictures of my dog and my cat, and <laughs> raccoons and the like, you know. I live very uh, uh, intimately with the natural world. And that's something I think about a lot, you know, in my teaching and you know, just how do we become our most natural selves? So that's what you get when you, you know, check out my website and things like that. I love that too, as a, as a whole episode topic to talk about going outside as a somatic self-care practice and what we oh. can do. Oh, I could talk to you about the neuroceptivity of that, Lizzie, for at yes. least three days. <laughs> okay, 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 perfect. If you're excited about hearing more of these conversations, you're already in the right place. If you're on my newsletter, Rest with Lizzie Lassiter, please share this with all of your yoga friends, all of your uh, neuroscience nerd friends, all of your uh, the people in your life who would benefit from more somatic self-care. We're going to be releasing the episodes throughout 2022 here via my newsletter, Rest with Lizzie Lassiter, directly into your inbox, infusing optimistic, enthusiastic, cheerleading for simple ways you can take better care of your sweet self. Mary Richards, I love you. I love you too, Lizzie Lassiter. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you soon.